Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. that one person your heart refuses to forgive? Who is it? Everybody's got one person in their lives where your heart just refuses to forgive, even though you know, you know that you have to forgive that person. You must because God, God commanded us so. Our Lord told us, forgive others trespasses and yours will be forgiven in the same measure. Hey, welcome to Simply Holy, the podcast for people who want to live a joyful life in Christ. I'm Marge Steinhag Fenelon. Very, very thrilled to be with you and happy that you've tuned in because I think it's very, very critical right now to be talking about forgiveness and the people who, well, who our hearts just refuse to forgive. I've got them in my life. I have no doubt that you have them in your life. I know lots of people who are stuck, stuck in unforgiveness of maybe it's a single person, maybe it's a group of people. And and I think that's what makes this podcast especially pertinent right now, right now in, in our times, because we're seeing so many divisions, divisions over ideologies, divisions over the church, over our faith, over politics all of those things. Uh, you know them, you're living them just as I am. So I don't need to make a whole list of of the different things that are causing divisions and hard feelings. That's not to mention the the difficulties within families. There are just so many families that are sadly that are at odds with each other and have folks within them who may have been abusive or negligent in their behavior toward others. So so forgiveness. So who is that one person? You know, you can you can bring yourself to pretty much forgive this person or that person or or pretty much just pass off what that particular group of people do or say because they're ignorant or you just it doesn't really matter to you. You're not going to let it affect you. 
but everybody's got that one person in which it just, that's it. It, it is impossible to truly let down our guard and forgive that person. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you, I'm sure, know of my book, Forgiving Mother, an, a Mary Novena of Healing and Peace. And, and this, is the, this is the story of myself learning and growing into forgiveness of my mother, who was deeply troubled and abusive, and coming to that realization, that moment where I'd forgiven her, and I could honestly say, I love you. I love you, Mom. So look at my book, Forgiving Mother. It's on my website, marchvenelin.com. But more importantly right now, what I want to bring forward is, is, is the beginning of my forgiveness process of my mom. Now, this is my mom and this is me. But this this process, this applies to any situation. And, and I, I truly believe that anyone Anyone who, who has hurt you, who has cheated on you, who has denied you something vital to your well-being, all of these things, these people, these people, we have them, they're there, they're there in our lives. And most often, we tend to either try to pretend that it doesn't hurt so bad and go our way, or we simply hold this impossible grudge, and we continue to justify our unforgiveness. Yeah, see, see, because that person did such and such, well, I'm like this, or look at that person, uh, he or she just keeps doing what they're doing and doesn't seem to care, or look at that group of people, they're, they're evil, and they're only about themselves, or they're, they're looking to cause great harm in the church, in society, whatever the case may be. This is unforgiveness. And as I mentioned in my book, unforgiveness is actually, you can find it in the medical journals as, as a disease. It is actually a, a diagnosable medical disease. Why? Because it causes such harm, not only to our minds and our hearts, but to our bodies, to our bodies as well. The stress, the anxiety, it literally can tax our, our physical well-being, our, our hearts, our nervous system, on and on. So, so it's a real thing. It's a, it's a real thing, and it's, it's a very serious thing. Unforgiveness is indeed a disease. I don't want you having to deal with that. I don't want you having to suffer with unforgiveness. Now, obviously, I'm not God, and God has has his plans for you. But I'm willing to bet that God doesn't want you to suffer in unforgiveness either. Because what he wants is that we all forgive as he forgave. I mean, look what he did on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Look at that. How in the world do you turn with love and forgive someone who has beaten you to literally shreds if you read the some of the the experiences the the stories of from the mystics the their visions 
of of what the crucifixion, passion and crucifixion was like for our Lord, literally to shreds, and and hung you on a cross, let you bleed copious amounts. I mean, the the suffering that Jesus went through is just indescribable, really, it, by human terms. I mean, but there's no way that you can adequately describe how bad that was. And yet there he was, hanging on the cross, nails in his hands and his feet in strategic spots where it would aggravate the the nerves, the, the I forget the medical term for it, but the, the large nerves that go down the the hand, the, the arm and the hand, into the hand, and then also with the, the feet. So nails driven through them. So it's not only just the fact that you've got this wound and you're literally hanging by nails, but then they're put in such a place that they, they cause even more agony. It, the crown of thorns, the ridicule, the on and on. Okay, I mean, it's just, I could go on forever, but here he is, he's hanging on this cross and yet is able to look with love on the very people who have and are continuing to torture him. That's just phenomenal. But yet, believe it or not, my friend, you and I are called to that. That is exactly what we are called to, that same kind of forgiveness. And so this is why I had to write the book, Forgiving Mother. This is why I feel compelled to speak with you today about unforgiveness and forgiveness because of what I'm seeing in the world. It's really tough. It's really tough. Not only the, the personal things that have happened in our lives, but these things in the, the wider sphere, society, the church, and so on, like I mentioned at the opening of the show. This is, this is tough. It's tough for me, too. I have to admit to you that it, it, it's no piece of cake for me these days to, to continue to practice or at least desire to practice and work on forgiveness. It's tough, especially when I see injustice and threats to the family, threats to the, the well-being of particular factions of society, various countries. It, it's hard. I get... I get good and mad. And then on top of that, like, like most other people, I've got my own baggage in the sense of having to forgive people in my life who have, who have done great harm to me. So I get it. I get where you're at. I understand. I understand unforgiveness. But I also understand by the grace of God, how to move out of that. And this isn't something that I can give myself credit for. This is something that belongs entirely in God's credit and the credit of our Blessed Mother for really mothering me and helping me through all that. And, and this is basically where it all began was the point at which I could finally look at that person who had hurt me so terribly, in this case, my mom, and 
realize and truly believe with all my heart and to know it in my head. She is a child of God. That's really hard, especially if you've got someone in your life who is behaving like a demon. It's very, very hard to see that person, to even want to acknowledge that that person is a child of God. I get it. I understand. But if we go back to the story of creation, God created, God created all of every human being, male and female, he created them. I mean, this is a fact. This isn't something that we just say to pacify ourselves. God created every single human being, whoever did exist, whoever exists now, and whoever will exist in the future. There is no human being to exist in all of time who is not created by God. Since God is Father, we believe in the, the Holy Trinity, as Creator, as Father, that makes every single human a child of God, including the people who act least like children of God. They are still indeed children of God. That person, that person that, you're, that your heart just refuses to forgive, that person is a child of God. Just think of that person just for, just for a minute. Close your eyes and think about that person. Picture that person. Now, picture, picture God the Father standing, if you will, um, behind that person as a loving father and looking upon that person as his child. You don't have to look at that person with love, okay? That's not what I'm asking you to do right now. I'm asking you to picture in your mind's eye the Heavenly Father looking on that person with love. Because that is the reality. He looks on that person. He looks on all of the people that we are having a hard time forgiving with love. Not that he loves what they do or did, but that he loves them. So the person your heart refuses to forgive is a child of God, loved by God. And God wants the very best for that person. The best being not, not, you know, suddenly make loads of money, not live an easy life. That's not what I'm talking about, the best. Best. I'm not talking about material things. What is the best? What is the best thing that ever can happen to anybody ever? Heaven. Salvation. God wants the best for every human being. Salvation. He wants the best for you, and he wants the best for the person that your heart refuses to forgive. You don't have to feel that right way right now. But this first step toward forgiveness is acknowledging and accepting that God does. God wants the best for that person. 
God loves that person. That person, those people, are children of God. Just as you are a child of God. That could be an entire Lenten striving, believe me. And and in, in my past, there have been entire Lents that I have worked on the forgiveness of just one person. Every Lent, I'll, I'll tell you a little, it's not really a secret, but a little private practice of mine is that every Lent, every Lent, I pick one person to work on forgiving. Now, <laughs> I will admit, there have been repeats, and I know that there will be repeats because I'm not perfect, but at least I'm working on it. So the entire Lent, I'll focus on forgiving that one person uppermost on my list of people I can never forgive. You know, everybody's got that list, right? And in, I will spend the entire Lent praying for that person and asking for the grace of forgiveness for myself. I will offer sacrifices for that person and work hard on my own spiritual disciplines so that I can get to that point where my heart and head can let go and, and be able to forgive. But it starts with, I know I keep going back to this, but this is so vital. It starts with focusing on the fact that that person those people, and yes, sometimes a Lent of mine is spent on an entire group of people, and I, I think that's going to be that way this Lent, perhaps. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. But, but it begins with, with the absolute acknowledging and accepting that that person, those people are children of God. And to pray for that grace and the ability to see that. Because once you see that, once you realize that that person is a cherished child of God. There are some things that go along with that because God isn't going to just make someone and let them go and never care about them again. He's not going to just make someone and, and then turn the other way when things roll out. Now, we do have free will, and God will not violate our free will. But also remember that while God is a God of love, he is also a God of justice. And so whatever we choose to do or not do with our free will will come to justice. At the end of our lives, or... I think for some people, even before when they are faced to admit their, their guilt about something, when, it, when we get to the end of our lives, we'll have to answer for what we have done or have not done according to God's commandments. So too will the person your heart refuses to forgive. That person will be brought to justice. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. That person, that group of people, will be brought to justice. 
And it is not for you, it's not for me, to decide when that justice will be levied or how. That's not our job. That's, as they say, above our pay scale. That is God's job. And we dare not take God's job away from him. That's for him alone. And we need to trust that. We need to trust the fact that God will bring that person to justice. So think about a truly good human father. The child, he loves the child. He loves the child, wants the best for the child, spoils the child with his love. But the child then is naughty. The child's naughty. Let's say, let's say the child was, I don't know, trying to make something up here. I, let's say the child was, was playing with, with some tools, dad's tools or, or digital devices and, and shouldn't have been and breaks them. The father, dad doesn't stop loving the child. Dad's disappointed in the child. Dad's probably sad that something got broken. But then what happens? Dad makes the child see that there are consequences to what he or she has done. There's some justice there. So either it's working to replace the item or it's a punishment or uh, some kind uh, short-term deprivation of privileges. You know, there's many different ways of disciplining, but there's discipline there. There's discipline there because there's justice. Why? Why does the dad do that? Why does the father do that? Because he wants the child to learn from his or her mistakes, and he wants the child to become better and better at being a responsible human being and loving God and following God's commandments. God the Father is the same. He'll be disappointed in these people. He'll be disappointed in us, for that matter, who do wrong. But he will not stop loving those people, and he will do all in his power to, to guide them toward changing their ways and, and toward being good and committing to good. And then at the end, there's justice. Consequences have to be paid. So too with that person that your heart refuses to forgive. I'm going to ask you please to think about that. And I'm going to ask you to dare to repeat to yourself daily from now forward. And, and I think it's a great Lenten resolution. Of course, you don't have to. It's up to you. But, but every day of Lent, tell yourself, so-and-so is a child of God. Or those so-and-sos, and I don't, I don't mean that, you know, some people say that when they're trying not to swear about somebody, that group of people 
They are children of God. Every single day. Every single day. Even if it's just that one time, sometime during your day. This person, those people, are children of God. And then ask yourself, ask God for yourself for the grace to forgive. That is probably going to take you less than a minute. And if you do that every day, slowly through Lent, you'll come closer and closer to your heart stopping to refuse forgiveness and opening itself to real forgiveness and, and freedom. Because once you forgive someone, you become free. You became, become free of that pain and the burden of carrying that unforgiveness. So I, I, I challenge you to that. And I ask, please, since in this day and age, forgiveness is, is so needed, please share this podcast with others. Please direct others to my Simply Holy podcast. I ask you also to please check out my website, margefenelin.com. All of my other Simply Holy podcasts are there as well. They're here on Breadbox Media, but then also on my website. My videos are there, my blog, my books. You can figure out how to book me for your event or your retreat. We can do it online. We can do it in person. And you can also give me your, enter your prayer requests. I, I love to take prayer requests. I love to pray for people who are in need. And I really do every single day pray for those people. I have a little book and I, I write the names in the book. And, and so every single day I pray for the people in my prayer intentions book. So margefenlin.com. You can also subscribe to my website and receive Mary Mail, which is a weekly reflection that will lead you closer to Christ and from becoming holy is the excuse.